0: Tallahassee, bright and early, 1130 AM. You're listening to 94.1 Wave 94, Escape to Heaven, Servant Marcia, Heaven on Earth Ministries of Jesus Christ. And we really have a word this morning. I was wondering, why does God love us so much? It's just crazy, I know I'm not worth it. And possibly you might think the same thing that I think. But from God's perspective, we are worth so much more than we can fathom. I mean, when He looks at us, He literally sees Himself. And and that's what made me start respecting or thinking about the word image because what does it mean that he created us in his image after his own likeness and then to to God the Father, the creator of all, when he made us, he created us first and as he went through that imagination process and came to the conclusion, I'll just make myself. (laughs) You know, my question is, what even promoted him to have such an idea to make himself? And thus, here we are in the image and likeness of God. I. This is so important to me because I am trying to get a better hold of How could he love me so? How could he love you so? And therefore, I want to go to the Bible. Genesis 1, verse 26. Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. So that means he did not want to deviate not even an inch, an iota, from us being exactly himself. Oh, my goodness. And then as he created, he said, and you know what? I want him. I want her. I want them to have dominion just like I do. (laughs) Wow. Over the fish, over the birds, over the cattle, over all the earth. And over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So literally, God gave us initially dominion, control, authority, power over everything that was in the earth realm. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them then God blessed them. So God did not just create us and give us the authority, power, dominion. He didn't just do that. He also blessed us. Wow. And we talked about blessings the past two weeks. We've spoken a lot about what is blessings, divine favor, Uh, able to conquer the unconquerable, uh, to do the impossible, because you have the blessings of the Creator. So this is what God said to them. He said, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion. So not only did he give it to them, he proclaimed it. Have dominion over the fish, the birds, and over every living thing. And then he mentioned about how he had given them everything that would sustain them. And, and then he concluded with, wow, very good. Later on, God actually made man after he created. I know you've heard this, you know this, but I want to take us down this journey. And you'll see why as we get into today's subject, which is treasure, the image of treasure. Ah. (laughs) So here we go. Genesis, the second chapter, verse seven. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. Man then became a living being, and I know I've heard that at that moment is that man became a living soul. And if I was to talk about that, I would say, Okay, our soul is our will, intellect, and emotions. And okay, if that makes us a being, fine. But I like the word being because there are all kinds of beings that God created. Celestial, terrestrial, animal, bird, sea, fish, beast. He created a lot of different beings. And our soul, if I explained it in my own words, would be an accumulation of all of the many experiences, thoughts, ideas, imaginations, feelings, decisions that we make from the moment we to the moment we die that's also that's my words but anyway let's talk about god some more and this image of himself that he made there was like a miscommunication because if you stay with where i am you'll find out that after god made man he also employed him and uh, that's verse number i believe verse number 15 Genesis 2, it says, Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden so that he could tend it and keep it. Then he gave him a commandment as well. He says, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. I'd like to mention here that there were two trees in the garden. One was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And there was also another tree, the tree of life. And God did not even talk about the tree of life. And you wonder, well, why didn't He say something about the tree of life? My response to that would be because man, when he was created, actually, even though he was temporal, he was also simultaneously eternal. I don't think that originally he was made to die. I think he was just going to experience life on earth indefinitely. But who knows? There was this commandment that says, do not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. God did not tell that to Eve. He only spoke those words to Adam. And then God noticed that it just wasn't good that man should be alone. And so he says, I'll make him a companion. Now, Also, God made all of the animals and he let them go to Adam and Adam named them or he gave them various names. Adam called each living creature, whatever he called them, that's what they are even to today. But notice that Adam still did not have a mate. So the next thing God did was to take a rib after he put Adam to sleep out of Adam, and he made from the materials of Adam a woman. So to me, when he created them, he created them both simultaneously, but there was a difference of time as to when did he make Adam, and when did he make Adam the woman that Adam eventually named or called Eve, the mother of all the living. Um, for that reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and join his wife, and they shall become one flesh, not one spirit, but one flesh. We're still talking about the image of God, and how eventually the image of God became treasure. Wow. Um, There was a miscommunication because God specifically said to Adam, you shall not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He never said you couldn't touch it. However, when the serpent I had a conversation with Eve. Eve said, We can't touch it and we cannot eat it. I don't know, almost like there's a deviation between what God said and what Eve understood. And I think that one little thing, that one little factor in her understanding created room for the serpent to begin to put seeds of doubt into her consciousness because I am sure that along the way she touched that tree she touched the tree before she put the fruit in her mouth she had to touch it and when she touched it she didn't die and so that gave like credibility to the words That the serpent said, you shall not surely, you will not surely die, he told her. And so when she touched the tree, she didn't die. That one miscommunication, misunderstanding by Eve of the words that were spoken by God to Adam allowed her to have an opening for the enemy to cause her to doubt the Creator God. That's how He does you and I. You know, we'll hear the Word of God, and maybe we're not fully interactive with Holy Spirit, so the Spirit of God can communicate without spirit man, what the word means. And without that direct communication and understanding of the word of God, even in the Bible it says, with all thy getting, get understanding. So if you and I do not get the understanding of the word of God, there's a very good chance that we will create an opening a portal for the enemy to come in and put words of doubt in our mind so that our faith in God will not be as it should. And remember, without faith, it is impossible to please God. You know, because of that miscommunication, mankind fell and was cursed. Genesis 3, chapter, verse 6. So when the woman saw that the tree, first she saw the tree was good for food and um, that it was also, hold on, I'm reading from the Bible, pleasing to the eye, desirable to make one wise. Okay? She took of the fruit and ate it. She touched it. Then she put it in her mouth and she ate it. And she gave it to her husband and he ate it. So that was the first act of disobedience by the image of God, created by God, made from the dust and the dirt of the earth. As a result, they were cursed by God, their creator. In summary, Uh, the woman would give when she, uh, have her conception, she would, her sorrows would be multiplied as she bring forth her children. Additionally, there's something in that curse from God that makes me feel like initially the woman was probably equal, kinda, to the male, the female equal to the male. I say that because a part of the curse is that her desire shall be for her husband and her husband is the one that she becomes sexually intimate with, that she become complete with in flesh. That's why sexual activity is so important. It's critical to our being, because we became a living being of the temporal substance of the earth. And when we actually consummate a sexual act, we're literally becoming one with that individual. Wow. So, here's what I want you to understand. Adam was not cursed. Uh, The ground was cursed, okay? And it was because he listened to his wife, because he became one with her, (laughs) and not to the Word of God. I'm going slow, purposely, because I want us to really understand and feel the love of God God made us in His image, and even though we failed Him, He knew we would fail Him. He, pre- he prepared for it, but it still really, really hurt. Uh, God had to literally kill a cattle, a beast of some sort, in order to cover Adam and Eve, because now the glory of God has departed from them. And they see themselves, and now they know that they're naked. And they did try to cover themselves. Of course, they would not kill another living being because that was not in their makeup. They had no concept for that. But God had to do it in order to cover them and protect them. The Lord noted in uh, Genesis, and I believe it's the uh, third chapter, verse 22, that, um, behold, the man has become like one of us. What does that mean? Us, meaning the Creator's of the image of God now that that to me that would be holy spirit god jesus that's my belief system there are others that believe other beings created mankind well we're doing biblical version and the biblical version is that all things that are created were created by Jesus through Holy Spirit because of the desire of the Creator God, the intent of the Creator God. So for me, the triune God created mankind in His image and after His likeness. So now the Lord is saying, hey, they've eaten of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The next step is you're gonna eat of the tree of life. And now, even though before the fall, they did not need the tree of life because we designed them to be like us, spiritual beings, but encased in an earthen vessel. Okay. So we were designed to live forever. Matter of fact, we do live forever. You either go to heaven or hell. But you do live forever. I mean, you will never not exist, and you have always existed in the Creator. Okay? So literally, when God breathed into that earth, He breathed eternity into a temporal substance. Once the fall occurred, in order for mankind to continue To live eternally, he would have had to eat of the tree of life. So here's what God did God then said, Let's expel him out of the garden and let him till the ground from which he was taken. So God drove out the man and he placed cherubim, which is plural. Angels, warrior angels, cherubim angels, and he placed them at the east of the Garden of Eden and a flaming sword which turned every way to guard the way to the tree of life. So that's how mankind ended up outside of the Garden of Eden, where in the garden he was living perpetually. But now, he has to leave. And he did leave. Um, throughout the relationship that the Lord had with Adam and Eve, obviously, they were taught the concept of tithing because they had two sons, Eve did. And, um, The firstborn was Cain, and then the second one was Abel. So Abel was a shepherd, and Cain was a tiller of the ground. So Cain brought his offering, his first fruit, and so did Abel. Now, the Lord gave respect to Abel, but Cain did not do his offering correctly. So Cain was angry that God didn't respect it, and therefore he killed his brother. Um, at the end of it all, Cain was cursed because now the earth had to receive the blood of his dead brother. And uh, the curse was that when he tills the ground, it would not yield its strength to him. Cain would become a fugitive and a vagabond. And so Cain says, Lord, that means I'm dead. I'm like, dead? How can I live? And so the Lord said, okay, wait, hold on. I'll put a mark on you. And like, whoever kill you, vengeance shall be taken on that person sevenfold. And um, the Lord put a mark on him. Now Cain left from where they were and uh, went over to the land of Nod and um, his wife, he had a wife, they bore a kid, the child name was Enoch. I want to tell you something that I don't think anyone talks about that there were seven generations from Cain lineage before he met his death. So Cain had a child named Enoch. Enoch had Erad. Erad had Mehuhel, Mehuhel had Methuhael. And Methuhael had Lamech. Okay. Lamech. If you count, that will be the seventh generation. Lamech. Was the seventh generation. Lamech had two wives, okay, and uh, through these wives that he had, um, there was one that name was Jubal, and this one was the father of those who play the harp and the flute. Then there was another one, and she had a son called Tubu Cain. And uh, he made the instrument of bronze and iron. So here's the point. Lamach came and told his wife, My wives, listen to what happened to me. For I have killed a man who wounded me. And then I killed a young man for hunting me. And so... You may not know what that means, but in the book of Enoch, it further amplifies it. And what occurred was that Lamech killed Cain. And uh, Tubal, I believe it was Tubal Cain, killed or actually wounded Lamech. So Cain shall be avenged sevenfold, and Lamech seventy-seven fold. So, notice it took seven generations for the curse of Cain to actually be fulfilled. That's very important, that number seven. So, therefore, at the end of that, Adam knew his wife again. And she bore a child, and that child's name was Zeth. And uh, she felt that God had given her Abel back because Cain had taken Abel away. So seven generations, and finally, Abel was restored to Adam and Eve in the body of Zeth in the fifth chapter of Genesis. It says how God created man in the image and likeness of God, created male and female, blessed them, and God called them mankind in the day they were created. Adam lived 130 years before his son, Zeth was born. And he actually said, this is a son after my own likeness, after my own image. I wanted to probably stop there because Genesis, the fifth chapter, starting from the fourth verse all the way to the 31st verse, it lets us know that mankind was living very long years. Adam lived 830 years. And I began to calculate like, wow, how long did uh, Adam have an opportunity to influence his, his generations? And I, I looked at it because eventually the Lord limited mankind lifetime to 120 years. You and I are supposed to live. 120 years. We are the image of God. But why did it stop? Adam was like, he, he lived for 830 years. That meant that he was alive all the way through Zeth, Enos, Cain, uh, was it Cain, wait, Enos, hold on, K, Cain, K, Cain, Cain, Cainain, Um. Jarad, Enoch, Methuselah, and he was even alive for a small part of Lamech life. Now this is the lineage through Zeth. Okay? Adam lived 830 years. I figured out that the best that I could, that the lineage of Zeth all the way up to Noah uh, and all the way to the end of Lamech life was 1,641 years. And then Methuselah still lived an additional five years, 1,646 years. And uh, Noah was still alive, okay? So that was the lineage of Zeth. And uh, at that time, the angels, the watchers, Looked at mankind women and said, wow. And they came down and married them. And we began to have giants on the earth and the wickedness of mankind multiplied as they gained more knowledge from, of evil from the fallen angels. And at this time, Genesis six chapter, verse number three, the Lord said, my spirit, Holy spirit, shall not strive with man, okay, forever. So mankind cannot live these long years, and I will limit his life because of his evil, his propensity to sin to 120 years. And we did not get to that word called treasure. But I want you to know that I'll be back next week and there will be a part two to the image of God, because you and I are the image of God, and God is a spirit. And therefore, you and I are spirit beings that live in a temporal hmm, vessel, a temporal. Uh, that means we live, we are encased in dirt, and we look like we are temporal beings. But in actuality, we are eternal beings because we are created in the image and after the likeness of the Creator God Himself. You are a treasure greater than you can ever imagine. Not only do you have the love of God, but you literally Have the image of God. You are the image of God. Father God, I want to pray for us today that you bring us to more knowledge where awareness and understanding of who we are as you prepare to pour out of your spirit unto all mankind as Joel, prophet Joel prophesied. And Lord, as you begin to awaken this earth for this great, great revival, That is coming to the earth. And God how you're going to use us. To bring more people back to you. More of the souls that you've created. Back to your kingdom. In Jesus name we pray. I can't wait to see you next week. Part 2. The image. The treasure. That is within this earthen vessel. God bless you. See you next week. Bye.